Welcome. This is the Club NFT podcast where we focus talking to project founders in the Solana NFT space. You're going to want to hear about the helpful insights, innovations, all that's happening now and get clarity how NFTs as a tech and shifting to Web3 is the number one opportunity of our generation, especially if you're an entrepreneur, a fellow founder, an investor, you're going to want to listen in. I'm your host, Trevor Johnson, founder of Club NFT, a community where we help NFT investors profit. Let's get into this episode as we roll this clip. Let's go. Welcome, everybody. This is the Club NFT podcast, and we're here with Andy. He's from CyberFrogs. And honestly, it's a great pleasure to have him on board. Um, you know, it's, it's super cool because, you know, this is a guy that's been building like a motherfucker and uh, he has a great personality. He's helped uh, de-rug this project and turned it into something really powerful. And I really love this vibe of, you know, the whole frogs fucking. And I would love to hear more about that and uh, get to know Andy more as a person and, you know, give you guys something to, to lean on, right? We're here to learn. We're here to grow. We're here to be DGENs. And ultimately, like, you know, this, this space is pretty cool and it's, uh, it's pretty awesome, man. So, so Andy, please, please, please. Like, um, when, when you shared with me, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you're, you've been a serial entrepreneur for a lot of your life. Um, you've, you've dethroned some marijuana businesses, you've done a lot of cool stuff, but one thing that I was really, uh, kind of intrigued on is this tiny houses. Like t- tell me a bit about that, man. Man, I can't, I, uh, I won't say too much just cause you can probably find me pretty easily, but okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I've lived in and built uh, tiny houses for like 10 years now. Um, I actually had like a startup company out in Denver where we did like school bus conversions. And I did that with a couple of friends. And uh, dude, I've just, it's from a love of traveling more than anything. Um, and just like, you know, a little bit against the grain, you know, which is sort of like on vibe with cyber frogs that like where my personality sort of just gravitates towards man i don't really have much love for the you know the standard status quo and stuff like that so when tiny houses came about man i just like fucking i dug into it and traveled all over lived all over the country and it's just fun man adventure you know what i mean more than anything you're definitely a fiend for for good adventures good 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 uh good times all, all the rest good vibes um, only man life's too short to be fucking boring you know what i mean yeah and that doors are gonna just keep opening on you i love it yeah <laughs> it's, it's rugged it's good <laughs> in the machine bro you know what i mean <laughs> yeah cool man um so i was doing some digging on on cyber frogs man and um you know honestly you know i'd like to take it back like you know kind of like when you you kind of overtook the project and started uh from from your roots of like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna take it over i'm gonna go for it I'm sure, you know, many people have heard this story many times, but there's a lot of listeners that haven't heard this story and it's really powerful. Um, please, please elaborate more on that and, and share a little bit more details from when you picked up the project. For sure, man. So it's a funny story. Um, Cyber Frogs was a super hype mint, you know, back in October. Um, there was a ton of traction and just like a really prevalent mismanagement of the project pretty much from the beginning of things. Um, I was a secondary purchaser. I came in at Cyber Frogs and I bought my first one at like 15 soul. It was like a couple thousand dollars at the time. And it was uh, my second NFT on Solana that I had bought into. I'd been over on Ethereum for like a little while. 
uh man i remember hopping in the discord and just like there was so much fud i mean and pretty much rightfully so dude <laughs> you know and i was just talking a lot of sense and just like encouraging the community to chill and at that point in time you know i pretty much i didn't know it was a rug obviously um but the leadership team that was in place ended up saying hey this dude andy's fucking you know, making some sense and sort of fighting FUD, like we should see what's up. I ended up signing on as the Twitter manager to do some marketing for him. And then ultimately got promoted to being the community manager. And when that happened, I mean, pretty much the the reins were in my hand at that point. Um, so I was overseeing all of the developments, the original roadmap, um, all sorts of fun shit. And it just became glaringly obvious just from my interactions with the development team that they were really incompetent first off. And then I started tracking the wallets and seeing where the Dow funds were going and the community funds. And um, it was like early November that I ended up calling it a rug and I did it publicly with uh, a group of like core team members um, that I had been paying out of my own pocket so there were the three faction leaders and uh, I hired them on as mods and I had reached out to one of our, our whales who ended up being Solana's fucking best developer. And like, I just approached it with transparency and I told these guys like more than anything, I wanted to protect the community and I wanted to be honest and I wanted to be transparent and I don't want people to continue to invest in a project that was fucked. And so <laughs> that's where it came from, man. And so it was a hostile takeover. Like it was not, we had we we call it the civil war um but i did like a public announcement in discord and on twitter major fud you know all sorts of you know people liquidating and two of the original devs came back in and essentially tried to argue with me about all this stuff and we just fucking crushed them you know like you know all everything was on the chain so you know, I proved that they had sort of liquidated the funds and that they had held, had them holding and moved them to centralized exchanges and off-ramped them. And um, ultimately, we were able to take over the project because of one guy who's still working with us from the original development team who was not a piece of shit. Um, his name is Executive Frog, and uh, he still helps us do stuff and has been like a financial supporter to a very, you know, to a limited degree. But... Uh, yeah, man, we pretty much, like, I threatened to dox them, which was, you know, pretty aggro, I think. But, man, it was over a couple million dollars that they had pretty much stolen from people. And, and I think that there were a lot of promises that they just didn't plan on keeping. And the, the two out of the three would have continued to take advantage of the project. So I just said, fuck it, man. It's the right thing to do. And uh, I had the support of the, those community members. And, I mean, they're still a part of the team, every single one of them. This is like going on almost a year now, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty gnarly storyline. But honestly, I, I, I didn't even know that, you know, the fact that, you know, you were just like a community member and really just like, you're just always a contributor in the community and you sort of, you know, gain some sort of attachment there to be like, okay, well, I'm ride and die now. And, and you know, the fact that, you know, they're planning to pull out these things, you're, you're investigating, you're like, this is a big red flags. And then you literally to like call them out, right? Like it's, it's a, it's a pretty bold move. And then uh, the fact that you've been able to actually then um, take over and, and now, you know, build it to where it is today. Um, what, like, what's sort of like the, 
you know, the heart behind, you know, being like, you know what, I, I really just wanted to, to lead a project and, and, and do this. Cause I also noticed some, uh, some of your uh, Twitter posts too. It's like, you know, being a boss isn't easy, right? You know, leading a project isn't easy. Why, why would you even want that job? Because, you know, I think a lot of, you know, community members, you know, they would just count it as a loss and just move on and go find another project to, to make that money back. Right. Yeah. Um, what was the difference maker for you to actually take this responsibility on? That's a funny question, bro. Um, <laughs> I think, like I said, I, I felt a sense of obligation once I became the community manager. And uh, I think like I had felt taken advantage of and misled and that in doing so, I unintentionally misled a shit ton of people. And so like from an ethical and moral standpoint, I definitely felt like I had an obligation to provide as much value as I could, you know, and also, dude, it's just my nature, you know, truthfully, like, problem solving and just, you know, I, I'm not afraid to take the reins. You know, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life and I just sort of naturally fell into it. So I just wanted to be honest with people and I didn't want to take advantage of people. And then it got to a point where I, I thought that I could provide value and fucking cyber frogs was reborn. You know what I mean? And uh, I couldn't do it. It's not just me. You know, that's 100% something that I won't take the credit for. Um, it was really circumstantially lucky that I had really, really fucking talented community members along with me. I'm business development, management, you know, um, you know, CEO for all intents and purposes. Uh, dude, Cyber Frogs isn't shit without our community members and our developer. You know, Sile is, like I said, he's the GOAT. I, I mean, legitimately, he's the best dev on Solana, at least, at very minimum. And uh, he and I just really had good synergy when it came to like a partnership structure. And from my business sort of acumen, I was able to apply that to the cyber frogs. And we turned into a B2B development service center. And we've built most of like the really high level utility you see in a lot of projects. You know, we didn't get any credit for a long time. It was cool. But uh, it just, it made sense from like a partnership structure. So did I want to become the leader? Did I ever expect that this would be like the probably one of the biggest entrepreneurial leaps that I had ever taken? Like, I don't think I knew that when I was signing up for it. I think originally it just sort of grew from wanting to do the right thing. And that was just to provide value to the people that were still around and to, I mean, really try and make amends for some of the misleading bullshit that I unfortunately had to spew, not, not knowing it was full on lies. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's interesting, man. You know, I don't think that I would have expected to be where I was at right now when this all happened, but I couldn't tell you how fucking proud I am. You know, I'm proud of my whole team and just everything that we've done to get to where we are. I mean, it was just hard fucking work, you know? Well, well, honestly, like I can throw it back at you because like, you know, honestly, you come from that heart of, you know, giving back, uh, making a difference in this space. And you brought, you know, your own personal philosophies into the branding of cyber frogs and into the community as well to always, you know, continue to, to do better. Right. And it's, it's really, really honestly beautiful to see. So um, my, my question for you, man, is like on a quick, you know, one minute elevator pitch, you know, someone that doesn't know anything about cyber frogs yet, um, that are listening, like, you know, what's the elevator pitch to why they need to know what cyber frogs is all about and why they potentially need to invest and, and get involved. Um, uh, yeah. One minute elevator. 
I'm not long-winded at all, <laughs> if you can't tell, uh, surprisingly. But no, dude, uh, frogs fuck, for one. We're a rabid community, and from like a developmental standpoint, people can't keep up. And so in terms of the business structure that we're creating right now, there is a sustainable business model that we are working towards and continuing to execute on um, that has a direct relationship with um, what we've seen an increase in value and like uh, a sustainable revenue structure. So we have a fully operational trading suite, which is one of the most complex on the market. And we continue to pump out utility for like community engagement and just fucking fun overall. So um, why would somebody invest in cyber frogs? I got like 20 seconds frogs fuck. And we don't plan on stopping, you know, that's pretty much it. Dude, I, I, I love it. And, and if you're not like wanting to see what that's all about and be a part of that fun, engaging community, it's like, okay, well, uh, what, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, which side do you want to be on? Uh, yeah. um, we have honestly, I, I was really fun. loving the, the frogs fucking kind of thing. I was, uh, I was looking at all your guys' merch cause you released merch recently. Right. And, um, sick, honestly, right? fire quality way better than what I could have done for you guys, honestly. Um, and, and I was like, I was, I'm going to, I'm going to order a shirt. Cause I, I didn't order it yet. I, I put it in the checkout, but I, I haven't ordered it as of yet, but I'm like, man, you guys need like some frogs fucking on the shirts. Like you, you need to rep that stuff. Like, I don't know why, why we're missing that. I saw the FF, but like, um, we're kind of missing that, that other part of the branding, man. <laughs> From a branding standpoint, man, I wish I could just write frogs fuck on everything. You know what I mean? But like, we try and push, push as far as we feel like is respectful, I guess, dude. But, uh, again, all that merch was community driven, man. Each one of those was designed by members of my community. And every time one of those sells, dude, like I don't take the commission on that. I give them to the people who signed it. And that's one of the key elements to cyber frogs is if you provide value to us, we have a fucking obligation to provide value to you. And Mm -hmm. I'm really just all about like encouraging my community to, to do creative things and I'll facilitate their, their growth and exploration in that. And it really has incentivized like a lot of loyalty in the, in the community just because man, it's, it's all of our fucking project when you really start looking into it. You know, and and that's what I want people to feel like, dude. Yeah, totally. It's really cool. Um, uh, You know, I always go by that in, you know, within the communities I work with, too. It's like if you can learn how to contribute without an expectation of return, the returns are going to come back tenfold than what you would have even expected to begin with. So it's like... You know, if, if you could um, symbolize that and show that to your community, right, it's it's really cool. And um, from a CEO standpoint, you know, uh, rewarding your community, your team, like, you know, that's your number one game plan, right? Like, I've been listening to a lot of audios from different billionaires that, that run massive companies. And, you know, something that's very in common is they treat their employees just like how they want to be treated um, oh, as yeah. well, right? And then, you know, that goes long hold. And I'm sure that you can probably agree with that with the different companies that you've already done in the past, as well as with cyber frogs. So lead um, by example, bro, literally, man, I mean, that's the recipe for success. And the quickest way you can isolate people is by treating them shittily. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's just not worth it, man. You know, there's so many opportunities out there when I have somebody who's talented, bullish, and like a fucking driving force within our community, like, why would I push that away by, you know, taking advantage of that? It's just not my style, you know, overall. Yeah. 
So with, within the NFT space as a whole, like where, where we've seen it, you know, like we're, we're in this so-called bear market, right? And it just seems like, you know, you don't give a crap about that nature and you continue to grow, continue to build. Um, tell, tell me more of like your thoughts of like the current metas right now. Um, what's the current, you know, the, the marketplace and like wh- what you guys are doing about it, right? Man, that's a hard question to answer. Um, you know, the meta changes every day. You know, I was on Spaces earlier today and right now everyone's talking about like the reliance on royalties and that as a revenue stream for projects and stuff like that. And like for us, dude, we wouldn't have any working capital had we not had royalties. You know what I mean? Um, because we didn't have any money when we started out. But um you know, the meta changes every five seconds. What I think I've really appreciated is that recently there's been a lot more, um, I think, attention on builders. And for us, it's been really positive just because we've had a lot of people, I think, be able to notice us as the space has calmed down to a degree. Mm. And so I think that that aspect is cool. Um, you know, there's a lot of degenments going on and a lot of just sort of, I think people are bored right now. Yeah. You know, and, and like, that's something that we, we choose to do something about through building and adding value via utility and stuff like that. And other people just want to do fucking degen coin flip and, you know, try and make money. And like, that that's cool. There, there's a ton of different ways to approach it. But I, I think, you know, as in a bear market builder right now, it has been really beneficial to those people that are actually providing value and that you can really sort of, I think, examine a project more objectively now, and that there's a lot more criticism going into new projects, which is beneficial for the space. Because these fucking degen mints that rug, I mean, the impact that it has on Solana is profound, you know? And so the less that we can have of those, man, I think the better overall. And there's just a lot more criticism. And I think from like a consumer standpoint, that's a really powerful place to be in as a consumer. These projects are launching and there's a lot of like, you know, Savannah does a shark tank, you know, and there's some other projects that do like sort of a pitch us. And like, I think the gloves are off at this point and that people want to know, you know, pretty definably what your project is, what it's about and what its plans are. And if you're competent enough from like a business and revenue perspective or an art perspective or a community building perspective, you just have to be strong in whatever it is that you're doing. And I think that that's where a lot of the support is going right now. You know, overall, those are the projects that are getting attention. And then you have fucking totally random stuff like DJ in town, minting and pumping. And, you know, that I think is the aspect of boredom right now. Mm-hmm. And, and that people are looking for entertainment because man, we're all down bad. You know, a, a lot of people are down bad, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are, are, uh, a little bit down, you know, I, I haven't really been phased myself, but, um, you know, fortunately, but, um, at the end of the day too, it's like, it's creating, you know, with these degen mints and all this jazz, it creates the wrong expectations, especially for new people getting into the space and, um, you know, what the actual quality and standard of projects, um, can adequate to, right. So, um, you know, I, I, I preach this all the time within my educational group, right. It's, it's, being able to set the right expectations. And, you know, unfortunately, like, you know, yeah, we want to have fun. Yeah. We want to see these 10 X's and so forth like this, but you know, at the end of the day, when we invest into a project like cyber frogs, right. It's it, you're backing an actual business, right. You guys do business 
to business solutions. You're adding value not only to the community um, as a whole, but you're also adding value to to me as an investor um, to back you guys, right? And um, you know that's what makes a project that's going to be here for a year, that's going to be here for two, three, four years down the road, right? Where, you know, as we all know, 95% of projects are not really um, going to be around for the longer term, right? So, 99, bro. 99 yeah, yeah, exactly. Project, right? <laughs> so our goal, and it's funny, I just want to touch on one thing, like we'll be a publicly traded company at one point in time, like where we're going uh, in terms of like our business structure and everything like that there's a lot of crazy shit that we're doing and that will come with me doxing. That'll come with my whole team doxing. Um, that'll come with like a formalized business entity. And we're actually sort of switching from the B2B sales structure that we have right now. And we're doing like a lot of B2C stuff. And what we're going to be doing is non-gated utility, um, trading pools, a bunch of shit that I'm not supposed to talk about that I'll probably will, you know? <laughs> and, and so that's what we're switching to is like a revenue structure where we open, you know, the gates to a lot of people to access the code and the fun stuff that we're building. But in terms of like a product value for our community, it'll all be fucking free. You know what I mean? And we'll work in a reward structure for those people that are really at this point, you know, early supporters, you know, and that's what, that's what I feel like my goal is, you know, work in some way to reward them while still holding their frogs. But if they choose to take profits, you know, at a certain point in time, they'll be releasing or relinquishing their access to those tools that that we feel pretty confident are going to be, you know, something that you'll want to use, you know. Yeah. And specifically, it's Thor. And I don't know if you know much about Thor. I'm sure you saw some announcements on it, but that's a big part of where we're going. Um, just in terms of hedge fund management and automated trading pools and trading profiles and like a consultative approach to matching people with time-tested trading profiles that we have 10 years of data to support the efficacy on. It's not just me promising you that we're a profitable structure. It's me capable of showing you it, the, the data, you know, and uh, that's a pretty fucking cool thing that we haven't seen done from an NFT perspective and something that we're really looking forward to bring in, I mean, to the table. Guys, you, you heard it here first, right? You, you guys are going big. You guys are going long. You're, you're going to become public one day, right? Like, you know, there's no financial advice there, but you know, <laughs> I, I'm reading between the lines here, but uh, well, let's transition a little bit. T tell me a little bit more about Thor because, you know, from my understanding, you know, Thor is is a is, is a secondary product that you guys are are just releasing as of now. Um, you have people who are, you know, some of your your main community guys. They're they're starting to gain full access, and um, you know, it's something to do with trading. Um, you know, it helps with so many different realms. Enlighten me. Um, sh share more because honestly, it could be something that I would love to test out too, possibly as well. Because you know, I, I do trading myself too, so it's like very curious. And, and that's, you're who we want to educate on what Thor is, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And in addition to that, we want to be able to provide value to people who don't know how to trade and really walk them through educationally how to utilize a tool. It, it isn't an, an easy thing. Most people look at me and they say, oh, Thor is just going to automatically make me money. And it's just like, it's a tool that we will want to teach people how to use. 
And so there's stuff that's public and then there's stuff that I'm still being pretty close to chess with. So Thor is essentially a full stack trading suite um, with API plugins to almost any centralized exchange that you want to trade on. If you're Binance, if you're uh, BitMEX, if you're, you know, anything, essentially, you can automate your trading. And so there's a way to set your trading profile Obviously, sort of balancing your risk assessment and tolerance and um, overall market sentiments. And Thor can automate your trading open. And I I mean, some of it is not new and and a lot of it is, you know, there's automatic leveraging into position. There's automated sort of hedging against your positions where you can take short and long simultaneously and effectively Uh, mitigate the risk attached with almost any leveraged position or non-leveraged position if you're a spot trader and stuff like that. Most importantly, the math on Thor is time-tested to be fucking perfect. And and I don't say that lightly. You know what I mean? We've called the top. We've called the bottom. You know, Thor has been trading Solana all the way since $15, all the way up to $260, and all the way back down profitably. And that is something that we feel like is going to be huge for day-to-day traders. You know, you know what it's like as a day trader, the stress attached to it. If you're running one minute candles, five minute candles, 15 minute candles, Mm -hmm. if you can automate your own trading sentiment and set within like relatively safe perimeters that you can trade off of, you can be fucking smoking a bowl man you can be grabbing fucking beer with your friends you can be doing all of this and you can be with your fucking phone managing your trading profile and managing your your overall fluctuations and sentiment and stuff like that it's powerful you know and from like a daily application use it really i feel like will it takes the emotion out of trading and that's one of the biggest things about it is it is math you know, and, and people disagree to an effect. And obviously, Thor can't mathematically predict macro market movements from like global impact or events or stuff like that, you know. And so it is a tool, and it's a tool that we plan to train people how to use. And in addition to that, we will have shared trading pools that we manage via the profiles that we match people with, sort of consultatively. And you'll be able to put your money into an automated trading pool and not think about it if you don't want to. Mm. Um, and it, it is pretty, I, I think it's tools that a lot of day daily users don't have access to right now. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these tool suites are fucking crazy expensive. We plan to make it fairly affordable to use. And what we'll do is when you win, we win. And so there will be a revenue structure surrounding like the gains that people experience. And, and that'll be that. My cat might make an appearance, by the way. <laughs> so. Oh, no, your cat might get doxxed. <laughs> oh, fucking cat's going to dox me, bro. <laughs> yeah. So. But, I mean, Thor is big and beautiful and powerful, and that's scratching the surface legitimately. And we have our web, uh, you know, our desktop um, access getting finalized right now. It's already in production and use as it stands on a personal level, um, but we're making it Web3 accessible. And if you have 24 frogs, I know that sounds like a crazy amount. It's like 4,000 US dollars right now, but you'll get free access to Thor. There won't be tax on your trades. There won't be anything. And what we're going to do is pass that down all along the way. Even if you own one cyber frog, you'll get a 
you know, an additional benefit from using Thor via discounts from fees and stuff like that. And so just on top of us teaching you how to trade and trading is a very active part of our community. We have a whole channel that discusses Thor and the calls that it's making and people really like it. You know, we've helped a lot of people, I think, learn how to trade when they didn't really know how. Um, and that's just fucking awesome. Having people pop in and be like, yo, dude, y'all made me 1500 bucks, you know, like, thanks. You know, <laughs> like we're, we have like a, a value first sort of mentality. Dude, I don't care if I become the richest man in the world. I'm going to fucking have my Crocs and my fucking cutoff jeans. And like, really what we want to do is roll a lot of these profits that we're expecting to make into actual real world, um, charitable, philanthropy like sort of philanthropy based um actions you know like we don't we're not greedy we don't give a fuck man um i'd rather make cyber frogs and my holders a bunch of money and us figure out a way to build our business and then actually do something fucking cool in the real world with it yeah i i honestly um that's really cool about the thor and and we'll definitely have to discuss after the show and uh you can um t- you know get 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 me set up a little bit more and Frick, and point in the right direction. I'm gonna definitely dive into some of those channels and and learn a little bit more because you know it's, it's definitely very intriguing and I definitely see it as a great value proposition to your community and and the rest. Right? It's like why not learn how to make money other ways while you hold your frog, right? Like totally. you know, like why not? So, um, but you're just talking about philanthropy, and I just want I actually wanted to touch base on this in uh, in this show in this episode. Um, because I know you guys love giving back, right? That was one of the first things how we got connected was on, you know, how you wanted to even help give back in, um, you know, towards our project that I was working on in the past and just like little things, right? So uh, philanthropy is a big part of, you know, not only your vision, but also the cyber frogs vision, you know, where, where does this heart come from and, and uh, where do you see it going? Like, you know, over, over the next years. It's a great question, man. Um, where does it come from? I think just sort of, um, and it's not just me, it's also Sile. Sile mm. founded Million Souls and Million Souls is a charitable based organization um, with philanthropy is like a foundational aspect of their business too. We're now partners, Cyber Frogs and Million Souls are hand in hand. Um, and it's why sort of Sile and I got along in the first place. Um, I've done a lot of donation of my time and money um, just personally. Um, I've worked for the Nature Conservancy my sister um, has been a big driving force in terms of like where that that comes from and just my family in general. I'm, I'm lucky to have a family that was really um, encouraging when it comes to helping other people. Um, I ran a nonprofit in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that was um, specifically for feeding the homeless population that have mm-hmm. been either barred or unavailable to go to the existing resources either they, you know, there's a ton of different dynamics to that. So, I mean, it's been a big part of my whole life, the whole, you know, for at least the last 15 years or so, you know, um, I worked for the nature conservancy, like myself, like I said, you know, I'd like to do a lot of, um, carbon emission offsetting for cyber frogs and the development stuff that we do. And I just think that there's so much greed in the space. Money's great. You know, that's cool. Um, but man, you walk outside and there, there's just a lot. $50,000 can go a long way in helping people yeah. or it can buy you a car. You know what I mean? And like, I'll drive a shitty car any fucking day if I could do something, I think, impactful with that money. And so, you know, I sell, I tell Sile all the time. The first time, you know, when we make our first fucking million, you know, 
we're going to go and open up a fucking charity in Africa and start delivering fucking clean drinking water to people and find some way to support people and give back. You know, it's all funny internet money, but when that funny internet money can make people fucking live longer, happier, healthier lives. Um, I know it sounds fucking cliche, dude, but that's just something I'm really passionate about. And a lot of my team comes from that same sort of moral standpoint where we can do more, we can do better. I see fucking NFT projects with $16 million in their Dow treasury. And I just think, dude, like the amount of impact that could have. And we as a space, I feel like could do a ton more. And a lot of those charity-based projects that, you know, and I, we're both familiar with, they don't get the traction, dude, you know? And, and that's something that I feel like we can help uplift as we get more and more sort of visibility in what we're doing. Because it's, you know, we're saying frogs fuck. You know, we're a community of DGENs and doing a bunch of random shit. But the minute that we donate $200,000 to some charitable organization and we've done so without any need or obligation, I, I just feel like I, I hope that that will encourage other people to look for avenues to help in a charitable way. You know, D-Gods could fucking donate a million dollars and not even feel it. You know what I mean? And they have their own business structure and community impact. And like, I respect that, but I just think there's more that we could do as a space. Um, and that's something I hope will resonate with other people, you know? And, and maybe you'll lead the charge for that too, right? When you bring cyber frogs to multi-millions of dollars, right? It's like, okay, well, let's continue to donate and, and create that reputate, uh, reputation to be projects doing bigger and better things right so um i, I, I hope I, man i definitely hope so we're not some I, who knows you know i mean but i sure would like for that to be like a fundamental aspect of where we go as we continue to experience success and we've already done a bunch of charitable drives we just did a big charitable drive for a local cancer research institution um, you know, we donated a couple thousand dollars and that was something that we don't want to pat ourselves on the back about. That's really not what it's about. You know, um, I, I think just it resonates within our community and we're, we're just thankful for those that, uh, that it's like impactful for overall. You don't hear a lot of NFT owners talking about shit like this. You know, it's not really a big conversation point, dude. Um, and that's like, maybe not fucking hip or like fucking meta, I don't give a fuck, <laughs> you know, like legitimately, I could give a fuck less what's cool by the traditional standards of the space that we're in. You know, frogs give no fucks and we take no shit, but we try and do the right thing. And we just think that that is really in line with our, you know, philosophy overall. Man, I, you know, each, each time I keep hearing this, it's like, dang, I wish I bought some more frogs, <laughs> but I still can, which is the best part. So, so it's not like you're too late, but, uh, but uh, just, just love every little part of it. But actually I wrote this down here and, and you were just talking about it is like this not give a fuck attitude. Right. Um, tell me more about that. Like where, where does that come from? Like, what is it all about? Like uh, the persona of, of that, not giving a fuck. <laughs> well, uh Cyber Frog's like voice and just um, brand really grew from me derugging the project. And uh, that's just sort of my vibes, man. Yeah. I don't really give a fuck. You know, I don't really fucking care what people say or think. I care what people do. You know what I mean? Um, 
And so that just was like the natural progression in terms of like how our marketing strategy came about was it was me on Twitter back in the day being like, fuck y'all, we're going to build cool shit. Fucking believe us or don't, you know? And like shilling the frogs hard when we were like 0.1 soul and no one gave a shit. You know what I mean? And so um, it was just like a natural progression. And I think that that resonated with certain community members that are now a part of the team and sort of also don't really give a shit. You know, we'll make mistakes. We'll do a bunch of weird shit. It may work. It may not. But, you know, we don't really give a fuck. Like, yeah, that's the whole thing, man. So a lot of it came from just like me running Twitter and then finding people that it sort of landed with that joined our community and just sort of built from there. Well, while we're getting to the end of this, I I have another one for you was, um, you know, because you talk about how, you know, you know, the, the language became a part of your marketing messaging, right? And I know at the beginning of Cyber Frogs, uh, they based off of, you know, comics and, and lore and all this jazz. Um, what are your thoughts around lore in the entire NFT culture? Is it really important to have in a project? Is it something, you know, it's kind of sideline? Um, what, what do you find about that uh, specifically that's important uh, within an NFT project? It hasn't been a huge part. It, it hasn't. It hasn't been a huge part for us. Um, we do have different factions within cyber frogs and that's really like a lot of where our lore came from is just that interaction between the factions. Um, and we'll apply that to the way that we build utility. We're doing art re-renderings and it is faction based, which is tied into the lore. Um, here's my give no fucks attitude. If lore is all you have as a project, I mean, I think that that's going to be a hard model to sustain overall. Um, I think that you'll find supporters that it it hits with, just like everybody's got their favorite fucking TV show. You know what I mean? Um, I think from like a business model and from a sustainability sort of standpoint, we're seeing a lot of those projects that are, you know, lore only or art only even struggle to keep up. And so I think it needs to be a part of the community because that sort of does impact your culture overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does provide a lot of shared language and stuff like that. Um, and I just don't think it can be all you have, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cool. I appreciate that. So, um, one last thing about with the, the cyber frogs, I know you guys are in this part of the roadmap where you're releasing like weapons and so forth, and then you're leaning in towards the metaverse. Could you elaborate a little bit more about, um, what those a little bit entails and, and, you know, why, why I need to give a fuck as a actual holder, because I don't think I have any weapons yet. So everything that we do from like a community building perspective is to reward people that are following with what we're doing and are involved within different phases of the development sort of stage that we're in. So when you own a bunch of betas, to me as a project owner, that signifies that you've been bullish and participating in a lot of the things that we're releasing. What I plan to do is have some sort of a reward structure for everybody that's either got beta frogs and alpha frogs um, and modified and added weapons. Um, We did originally come out about six months ago with one of the most powerful tools still available, and it's a PFP modifier and metadata augmenter, meaning that you can take two NFTs smash them together, pick and choose the traits that you want, and then come out and and create your own frog that is a mixture of those two. 
you've seen it on a bunch of different projects. If you see anything like that, we built it. It's just how it is. There's not really another fusion contract out there like ours. Um, and so back in the day when frogs were like $8 a piece, you know, people were combining them strictly for the value of the art, you know, and that then generated what we call an alpha token. To me, as a, you know, the owner, not owner, but project manager, if you have a bunch of alpha frogs, that tells me that you've been around for a while. You know what I mean? Or that you've invested and purchased them at a price point to reward the people who were there at the first time. So when you buy weapons, it is cool just from like a strictly art perspective. And then when you actually engage in blending them in using our frog machine and everything like that, to me, that shows that you're supporting what we're doing. And I plan to reward the fuck out of that. So alpha frogs and beta frogs will have specific utility in the platform that we're building that does include Thor and a couple of different offerings that we have. We're also planning on longing and shorting NFTs. You know, that's a pretty dynamic element that we're taking very slowly because there's a lot of room for fucking error on that. Um, but if you hold alpha or beta frogs or you've purchased weapons and you've blended them in as an early supporter in whatever phase we're in, I'd like to reward people. So that will come with like a reduction in fees and um, just additional incentives overall. Yeah, I, I was also very really curious about the whole um, options trading with NFTs like that. That sounds very enticing and exciting honestly i'm like woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be lit dude um and we're probably not gonna be the only ones to do it that's cool like we don't care um i'll tell y'all here's the most fucking high level alpha that we can do is like man i'll probably automate nft trading to a degree and there's a lot of math that people can't replicate in order to do that um and so as we're getting more into trading views and we're getting more into trading you know, uh, NFT projects as traditional cryptos and investments and stuff like that, the logical progression was options trading, you know? And so we do have some metrics and we will have like an approval process on what projects are allowed to be shorted and longed, you know? And we're just, like I said, we're really not rushing into it um, just because there's a lot of room for degen error, you know? And so we're just making sure that we protect ourselves and our investors and people using the system. So there'll be an approval process and then there will be a specific amount of position positions, which are allowable or allotable on specific projects. And a lot of that will be via indexing and scoring that we apply to a project and then allocate like a specific number of positions on. So, it's not like a thousand people could come in and short, you know, some fucking rug that just minted and then rug, you know what I mean? It's just not how it's going to be um, slow and steady with reputable projects that we feel like um, warrant that level of trading on. Um, not everybody can buy a D God. Not everybody can buy a famous Fox. Fuck it. Not everybody can buy a cyber frog. You know what I mean? And like, but you could speculatively trade against the success um and or potential failure of those yeah. projects, you know it's just the logical progression everybody wants to do it um i think that we're just the ones with the balls big enough to be like fuck it we'll, we'll do it you know like um so there's a ton still in the works on that and we're focusing on releasing thor first just because those trading um algorithms and a, a lot of that trading view will be like a part of how we initially offer the the options trading and stuff like that yeah totally 
Well, um, Andy, thank you like for everything. Is there any, um, you know, last comments that you do want to share with the audience uh, here that's listening in on this uh, podcast? Is there anything last uh, remarks that you do want to share um, that thank maybe you know get totally across? Frogs fuck. That's it. <laughs> you know, frogs fuck. We got a raging community. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just proud of our team and everything that our team and our communities accomplished together. Um, and dude, if people call us the best D rug right now, give us six more months and then fucking just see where we're at. You know, I'm, I'm confident that we will be the best D rug, um, in NFT history. And on top of that, man, I, I, we're shooting for the stars in terms of where we land as a project. Yeah, honestly, uh, I, I'm excited to see. And like, you know, after this conversation, I never thought of selling, but I'm still definitely not selling so so um holding holding on tight for the ride and just see what happens right what's the worst case scenario like you know a ton of people bought frogs where they were essentially worthless man and it makes me proud that now that they're worth something they're still holding man because uh I, i think we've proven that we're not stopping or slowing down you know and so it just man it gives me the all the feels you know what i mean man and it makes me feel like we're doing something right you know, so just proud of everything we've accomplished, man, and just stoked to continue to do more. That's pretty much that's it, man. <laughs> you know, fucking yeah. fuck. All right, last question, uh, and then we're we're done from here. Is basically, um, if you could leave one thing to impact your community over the next, you know, one year, um, is there a certain you know big impact um, deal that you want to do um, to create that um, over this next one year? Uh, what would that be? everything that we got in the pipelines right now is going to directly benefit our holders. Thor, the options trading, the peer-to-peer marketplace that we're creating, the loan shark program that we're implementing, the developments from a strictly artistic perspective, everything that we do is to the benefit of our holders and our investors. Um, So if there's one specific thing, no, dude, there's a shit ton, you know, and all of that is literally to the benefit of my community, my frogs and our supporters, man. Um, without them, we're, we're nothing. You know what I mean? We're a team of people that just build shit, you know, so um, everything, all considerations to the community, literally all of it. That's what I do it for. That's what I do all of it for, you know, yeah. so 